Welcome to Puck Talk CS. I'm jumping right in. Emergency podcast. Vladimir Tarasenko is a New York Ranger. Gosh, so much to unpack. First, I'm going to start. Do you see that? I wore, for my first youth team ever, I wore number 91 in honor of Vlad Tarasenko. Always been a fan. I'll show the pictures in the video here when we post this. I got this jersey when I was 15 years old. Favorite player, favorite non-ranger of all time. Almost cried tears of joy when he won the Stanley Cup in 2019. I filmed the whole thing like I like I was a blues fan. Just the biggest Vladimir Tarasenko guy on this planet. Steve-O, I, I still can't believe it. I know. We talked all day. You said I broke the news to you. I heard from Zaretsky. I won't tell what the sources were, but uh, Avery Zaretsky and Jake Zaretsky got that inside the whole family connections, and uh, they let me know what was up when I was at the gym. I woke up late, stumble out of bed. I'm like, I got to get to the gym before I go to class. Call, it calls me on the phone, so I'm like, screw it. I'm going to wear my jersey on a campus, even though, you know, it might not even happen today, but wear the hat, wear the jersey, walk around college campus, bunch of people talk about it, and all of a sudden, I'm in class. My phone's blowing off the hook. Could imagine what that is. Steve-O, what was your experience today? Oh, my goodness, Chives. I'm still processing. I'm in a loss of words of what's happening. Uh, the middle schooler in me right now just can't process this. Like, this is draw-dropping. Um, Because I, I obviously, I got out of class, um, and I didn't even see. I Like, I had a million alerts. I didn't even check. I didn't see what was going on until, you know, <laughs> I was looking at the messages first, and I saw from you, and I'm thinking, like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh my God, I put two and two together. I mean, that was insane. I found out from you. That was nuts. I still can't believe it. I mean, this is crazy and big, 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 big. Let's talk some puck here, Travis. I cannot believe this has happened. Oh my goodness. Vladimir Tarasenko, Tarasenko show is now playing on Broadway. His jersey stitched. They just put that up on the social media. They put up some highlights of him. I think this is something that came out of nowhere. And I think just when I started to honestly lose some faith in Chris Drury, um, I thought to myself, you know, is he going to trade an asset that we're going to regret, you know, for a player like Tarasenko? No. Instead, Pavel Buchnevich, let's start here, was traded for Sammy Blay. I remember exactly where it was. I was moving my brother down to Tennessee. and. I remember being bewildered and then kind of the logical side kicked in and was like, he's opening a spot for Lafreniere or Kako to take, right? We just talked about this on the last episode. That didn't seem to really work out. Now this season all year, it was Jimmy VC's playing on the top line. Personally, big Jimmy VC guy. I like him. Do I like him on the top line? No, I don't think he's complimentary like Vetrano was. I don't think he's complimentary like Andrew Kopp was to Panarin. It was always, we need to fill that spot. And the big conversation starting over the summer, I remember Lazarus was talking about it on Blue Crew, was, you know, maybe we go for Malkin. Malkin signs. They want a free agency. Maybe the Rangers go for Patrick Kane. And that was it. Larry Brooks would not stop with that over the <laughs> summer with Patrick Kane. Right? I'm a big Patty Kane guy too, but listen, he seems a little washed. We said it right before the pod, right, Steve-O? I said it right before the pod. Listen, uh, before we jump into Tarasenko, this is a better move than acquiring Patrick Kane. I know Patrick Kane was the big name out there. However, 
You got to take a look at his production this year. And I don't want to hear none of that BS. Oh, he's with a bad team. It's not. You're a good player. You're in a bad team. You yeah. make things happen. Look at Bo Harvard. The Canucks. Shit in the bed. Bo Harvard coming out having right. a career year. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Patrick Kane, in my opinion, is washed up. I, I, I At this point, I don't know if a team's going to go out there and acquire him. I, I'm really not sure. But whatever. This is not about Patrick Kane. This is about Tarasenko. Now, go, let's go back to the middle school days, Chaz, uh, back 2014, 2015. During that time period, Tarasenko was one of the best players in the league. He was also one of the best. He was one of the top goal scorers in the league. I mean, he was right there behind John Tavares, Ovi. I mean, he was awesome. Then 2019 rolls around. And after, what was it, 10 games into the season, he dislocated his shoulder. And he needed that surgery. He didn't return until the bubble in August, in the playoffs. I don't think he scored any points. He was a no factor at all. However, yeah. he re-aggravated that shoulder and he needed another surgery that off season. And now, less than three years later, he is a New York Ranger. New York Ranger. Just let that settle and sink in. And you know what, Steve Um, you know, obviously Ranger fan, first and foremost. We were covering the whole league last year. 82-point season, 30-goal season last year. So he went from, when I tell you this man compliment, con- contemplated the end of his career. He put up, like you're saying, non-factor on the ice. Everything he posted on social media was about his family. And that usually signifies, like, the players at the point where it's like family matters more. You know, he has kids now that play hockey. Like, he wants to be there for them. It, it seemed like, you know, he won his Stanley Cup. This injury was real unfortunate. He tried battling back for two seasons amidst COVID, and it didn't seem to really work out. And I think it talks to his, to his persistence as a player to say, you know what, buckle in. The injury, he luckily, he, it seemed to have recovered. I would say that's the one thing I'd look out for among the whole, you know, with the whole trade is that, you know, you're just hoping that he that's still okay. You know, because a shoulder injury like that, something like that happens, it's usually hard to, recover from and, and maintain but he's a he's a rental yeah I, he's a rental i was about to say um and and listen I, you he came back what was it 2021 i mean he returned right to form with an outstanding year what do you have 34 35 36 goals something like that i mean he had an awesome year that year so he has a history of going through the injuries going through the struggles um and we all know that he wasn't having it in st louis he was, he, you know, last year he didn't have uh, the same, quite as the same numbers. And he requested that trade. Uh, and we all knew that he wanted out and St. Louis wasn't going to be that fit. We knew it wasn't going to be that fit. When we talked about in the offseason, they came out and they signed Barbashev and Cairo. Those are their guys. Robert Thomas. Really, Robert Thomas. They knew. They knew that that those were their guys. They can move on from Tarasenko. And now it looks like they have. And I think... Tarasenko still has that, and the Rangers might be the perfect fit. Listen, just Chops, I know this is going to make you happy. Picture Tarasenko on the right side of Panarin's line alongside our best goal scorer on the team, Mika Zibanejad in the middle. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. You got to reshift the power play. I think Trocek probably goes, which is crazy because – I mean, a graphic just went up before from NHL. Now, I like I have a million thoughts a minute, so I'm sorry, Steve. I'm just gonna keep going. But um, 
graphic went up before it was like showing all the you know top dogs like how far does the how, how far did the rangers go tarasenko photoshopped zibanejad panarin igor fox crotter i'm like phil keetle's not even in this picture like that's <laughs> how deep the team is now automatically you got one winger one right wing that you plug instantly onto that first line two things one he's a shooter he's been called one-dimensional Okay, you know what? I'll take that one dimension. You know what we needed last postseason? Goal scoring. Frank Vetrano, Andrew Copps stepped up out of nowhere. You know what we need again? Goal scoring. You know why? Panarin's not shooting as much. He's looking to pass. You saw that dirty pass, all-star game. He's been dishing sauces like that all season, last season. Imagine he's dishing that to a guy that wants to shoot the puck. But now, instead of having to figure out Who's going to be on that line? Maybe we plug a grinder in and they'll get the puck for him. Now it's a guy that's just going to shoot. And Zibanejad's very responsible. Very responsible on his own end. So you could take that sacrifice. We'll see what happens in terms of the lineup. I think automatically makes your team like thousand percent better, Steve-O. Now, something I have a question for you about is the trade itself. Like, I didn't get to see the details right away. What's your reaction to the to the details? Who went what way? Oh, listen, you, you, the Blues retain 50% of uh, Tarasenko's contract, and and that obviously is going to take the Rangers out of Timo Mir and Patrick Kane, but it doesn't matter. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people not liking this trade, a lot of the robots saying, well, the Rangers got contract problems. Now, listen, the Rangers are going to have big contracts this offseason to deal with. Ke- Keandre Miller, Lafreniere, Hito, we all mentioned that in the last episode. But I think right now the New York Rangers are saying F that. They're gonna go for it right now. And listen, I'm all for I'm all for that right now. I, I I like it, you know. Um and I think I think that this trade makes sense. You know, I, I also like uh adding an extra defenseman in there into the hunt. You know, I really think, you know, when you take a look at the playoffs last year, you know, a player like that really, really would have fit in the situation that we had. I mean, the Rangers really had, you know, on the bottom defensive line, they had a couple of, you know, question marks. So I like this a little, I like this, I like this a lot. Um, And to me, I think, you know, the Rangers are going all in, Chives. I'm excited. I like it. I like it. Yeah. You know, I think I just mentioned, you know, where he's going to fit in, you know, I and Panarin, you know, I mentioned on the last episode, I mean, He's one of the NHL's top playmakers. You know, mm-hmm. I I'd put him alongside, you know, like a Leandro Saito to Connor McDavid, you know, the way he's setting up and and his level of production. I mean, Tarasenko is going to help back that production up. I mean, this is going to be fantastic. I'm really, I'm all for this, you know. It'll, listen, it sounds like a crown jewel right now. It sounds like a crown jewel. I like it, Chavez. I don't know if you agree yeah, no, I love it. I think it's it displayed top-down leadership from Chris Drew. Like, last episode, I think I made the comment, and it's something I ride in for a little while now. Like, I don't really know what this, like, 2003 mentality is from Chris Drury. Like, you need to get someone that's going to produce in your top six. Like, Barkley Kudrow cannot be on your second line anymore. If you want to win the Stanley Cup, you're not winning like that. You're not. And he went out, and listen... I think you learned from Gordon. Chris Drury rose through the ranks. Now, I brought up my youth hockey days. I only crossed paths with Chris Drury once. I got to, I was at the Ranger camp. I was like 15 years old. I got to eat lunch with Adam Graves, nice guy in the world. And it was like a, a few of the like kids that were in the camp. Like it was just lunchtime, but like I'm an outgoing guy. So I'm like, I'm going to sit with Adam Graves. 
Chris Drury walks in. At the time, he was just promoted to, I believe, something in the scouting department. Like, that's how long ago it was. And he just, like, came in and left. He's all business type guy. But anyway, that's a whole separate tangent story. But that's top-down leadership. He's showing we're going for it. You know, you don't play now as the New York Rangers. You don't say, oh, we got to keep both first round picks just in case. You know what? You didn't give up Brennan Hoffman. That's all that freaking matters. You didn't give up your top prospect. You have two first round picks. One of them was traded for first round pick. You essentially replaced Buchnevich with Tarasenko and you traded Sammy Blay, zero goals, Hunter Skinner, a C-tier prospect and a first-round pick for a rental. That's a win in my book because, granted, St. Louis did not come away saying, you know, if Vlad, if the Rangers lose in, like, the second round to Carolina or something, they're not like, wow, we got two first-round picks or we got Brennan Offman who's going to automatically be, like, a second-liner in two years, you know, type of player, like his trajectory, goal-scoring winger. That's not what they're coming away with. They're coming away looking and saying, all right, we got a piece in return. We needed to move him because we will probably lose him for nothing. And we got a prospect and we got a first round pick out of it. So they're happy because they have two first round picks now. Yeah. The Blues came away with something, but they didn't come away the clear winner. And I think that would have defeated the the Rangers fans outlook of this trade. Because I think if they gave up Brennan Offman, it would be, again, another question of like that Eric Stahl. That really turned out poorly, right? Uh, this is a player that we had the chance to draft. Dylan McElrath, we drafted before De- Vladimir Tarasenko in 2010. That was at a time where the Rangers needed a player like that. And a few years later, they went out and they traded for Rick Nash. So I think this is the right move, right time, right cap situation, right player to plug into the lineup. Like stars are kind of aligning here in New York. Steve, games tomorrow night. I don't want to necessarily preview it. They play Carolina. So they're playing a tough matchup against a Carolina team run by Rod Brindamore. Great style, great energy in their play, but the Rangers have their number. Does Vladimir Tarasenko really have that debut tomorrow night? Oh, oh my goodness. We'd all love to see that. Um, before I chip in on that, um, listen, uh, I want to go back to the picks too, because yeah. um, I think this is a, such a great move because when you take a look at what the Blues got in return, bottom line is the Blues are going to end up with what? When the first round pick, it's going to be an extra late first round pick this season unless something bizarre happens, which I don't see happening. So to me, that works. Why not? Um, and really, you know, to add on what you said, the Rangers really improved their roster without having to subtract anyone major. And Tarasenko just fits what this team needs he's got that playoff experience and he knows what it takes to win the stanley cup like you mentioned steve look what he's got baby oh my goodness i love it he's got the, he's got a ring right like he and he was he scored three goals four goals in that cup final against boston had the assisting game seven like a beautiful assist to ice the game like big time player butchagross just tweeted out before he's got that he's got the clutch g he's got it yeah. And listen, special teams are always important come playoff time. And Tarasenko adds such a huge dangerous element to to a Rangers power play unit that already is is playing as well as it gets. So 
that's very exciting to add. And also, I said before, don't overlook the addition of Mikula on defense. He plays a very simple game. I mean, we all know he's not going to bring, you know, a ton offensively to the table, but that's fine. I'll take that. That's because that's not what we need. You know, we have Adam Fox, who's a very, you know, chips in and he's a very offensive defenseman, you know, but this is a good move that solidifies the defense. And listen, you can never, ever, ever, ever have enough defensemen come playoffs time. I He's a sneaky ad, Chives. I'm telling you right now, I could feel it. Very. I like it. It's like that just, listen, I don't think Justin Braun received due credit. Like, I don't think he was amazing, but like you need a guy that's going to play eight minutes uh, in a playoff game six or game seven that, you know, oh my God, you're sweating. Anton Strawman, great example in 2012. Like it's it's coming down to the wire and, and you got to give McDonough and Girardi and at the time prime Mark Stahl a rest. You're like, these guys got to come off and, and they eat big minutes, but like they need a second, you know? You need to have a guy that can jump out there and you're not like questioning their capabilities. And that's what you got. And I think that is also an underrated move because they don't have to then turn around and make another trade with another organization. They also got that in the same package where they didn't have to sacrifice a lot. So they gained two roster players, one all-class shooter, and the second, a plug to put with to put with Braden Schneider, who's Hasn't played great the last few games, but has, boy, been amazing so far in his career. I mean, as a young defenseman at 20 years old, he came from the WHL straight through AHL, NHL in a year. He was playing the World Juniors last January. Like, we're talking about a young kid. He's played really well. Now you're pairing him with another defenseman that you're not really questioning their abilities. And I think for a while we did with some of the defensemen that were coming through this season for that spot. So, Chives, now, we, we, we're sitting here. We got to grade this trade uh, for both teams. What are you feeling? Because I'm feeling for the Rangers, A-plus all the way. Blues, mm-hmm. I can't say the same, though. Yeah, and I think it's an A-plus, and this is where it's a little bit different. Like, the signing of Panarin to me is an A-plus, but that's like, not to say this isn't groundbreaking, but this is right move, right time, right asset. It can't get better than that. And for people that are saying like, oh, the Rangers fleece the Blues, like, I don't know if they necessarily, I don't think it's like a fleece, like the Rick Nash trade, where we really came away with a lot. But I I think it's, we, you know, the Rangers won this trade, certainly, because I think the Blues come away and they can't necessarily say they gained an asset like uh, Brennan Othman that. You know, it's like Tarasenko, if they win or lose and, you know, the cup, like he's pretty much done after this year, not done career-wise, but like with the Rangers, most likely with the tra- uh, cap, that's in question too. But let's put it this way. Vladimir Tarasenko's future after this playoffs and postseason is in question with New York. The Blues aren't coming away saying they got one playoff of Vlad Tarasenko, but we got a whole career of Brennan Offman, one of the top ranked prospects in the entire NHL. So that's where it comes down to. I think Rangers win A plus if I'm going to grade it, my guy. I agree with you. A's all the way. Now, on the other side for the Blues, I'm not really loving this move for them. You know, I know we're Rangers. You know, we don't cover the Blues uh, in depth every night. 
I'm gonna have to give the Blues right now a B minus or a C plus, maybe even yeah. in C range. You know, I'm not loving this trade for them. Now, of course, you know, on the positive side, you know, they're in position, you know. It might uh this might hurt your 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 prediction that you had in the beginning of the year, but I think the blues are really in a great spot now, Chives, to lose a lot of games and boost their lottery yeah. pick potential for the draft. Um, <laughs> but they might get two, they might get two first round picks. Doesn't matter the positioning, I guess. Matters who good draft. Pick. Yeah, but um we'll see. Not loving that move for them. All right, let's talk about Carolina. You mentioned it, Rangers in Carolina. Tomorrow night, Saturday, Chives, do you think Tarasenko will have that media click into the lineup and fit right in as much as we all want to see it? What do you think? Yeah, I think he does. I think you see his shot. It's it's unreal. He his shot is crazy. Like he does. He like slightly bends his knee in and leads with his like the shooting foot. And he lets it go from the heel, wrist out in front of him, always finds a way to put that thing top shelf, no matter the angle. I mean, I could talk about how many times I looked at him like, I, I, like I'm, if the Rangers had a player like this and he's that guy. Sorry, I'm so excited. Um, the shootout goal in the playoffs. He scored so many goals in 2019 to get them to that cup ring. And I think that's what he brings. And he has 10 goals this season. He had a 30-goal season last year. He produced this season when he was healthy and ready to go. And I think the Blues just were a struggling team. He is has 28 points in 39 games. So he's close to a point per game. Two power play goals. But I think when he starts playing, by the way, fun fact, Panarin and Vladimir Tarasenko are also very close friends. That came out and was released with Chris Drury's statement, but it was also kind of well-known in the hockey world between Team Russia with the World Cup of Hockey, their you know, youth international days, and then obviously with uh, the the St. Louis-Chicago rivalry, that all kind of came up um, when they were both playing for those teams. Now they're in New York, but I think he's the right guy, right time, and I think that means he's going to start playing like that right away like he's an asset that comes in and there's no question I think like Vincent Trocek's a player that it's like yeah you have to adjust to playing with Artemi Panarin if you're most players in the NHL I think if you're Vladimir Tarasenko that doesn't take you time to adjust I think you're ready to go and I think he's going to be ready to go against he's coming in against Carolina division rival so I think it's going to be go time the Rangers kind of have their number um, they've had their numbers since the postseason. They had it really kind of before the postseason. Um, they had it for years before that. So I, I do think that he's going to have an immediate impact. It's going to be interesting to see how he plays into Gallant's system. Uh, is he going to be on that top line? Most likely. Could we see something different? It's possible. So I think he'll slot right in, have an immediate impact against not only Carolina, but Edmonton on Saturday. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's what about crazy. you, Steve? What are your thoughts with uh him slotting into the lineup where he's gonna fit in? Oh my goodness. His play style. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, Gallant's gonna have a couple things. I mean, you might be every you listeners out there might be thinking, whoa, don't jump the gun. We got Seattle tonight. I'm not sure if Seattle, uh, if he'll be ready to play for Seattle. I'm not sure about that, but most likely he's gonna go for Carolina uh on Saturday. Um, and yeah, 
to answer your question, Tavs. Oh, that's right. I totally messed up the schedule, Steve. So, no, no, you're no, no, you're good. I he's I don't think he's gonna play against Kraken, but it's a little too early for that. But um, two games back to back. First of all, love that. But I yes, I think it might take some time for him to mesh with Zibanejad, Panarin. I mean, you see that all across the board, you know, with players on new teams. But I think that's just a beauty of this. I think Tarasenko, like you said. He just has that power to fit in close fence with Panarin. I think he's gonna do just fine. You know, I'm not. I'm not talking about a two week mark. You know, my give him two yeah. games. I think he's in there and he's making a difference. And listen, Gal- I think you're gonna see Galan play a lot of musical chairs uh, for the rest of the season. And <laughs> uh, uh, you know, whether it's Jimmy VC or Barclay Goodrow who drops out of the top nine and join the fourth unit, you know, you're going to see a lot of line combinations before it comes stable before the playoffs. So just be prepared on that. Well, Steve, we're talking right now. We're not, this is not March 3rd. This isn't the trade deadline. Normally when you bring in an asset like this, it's like they got a month and then it's the playoffs. Like they got to come in and, and kind of ball out and, and see what we got to see what they're made of because before you know it, we're kind of playing Pittsburgh or Carolina. That's what it was like last season. And not to say that's what it's like this season, but you're coming in, but it's February 9th. So now you have an extra full month of hockey to adjust, learn the system, get yourself going, get hot, get adjusted. Because guess what? You're probably going to be playing the Devils, the Penguins, the the Capitals, the Hurricanes. You're probably going to be playing one of those teams, Penguins. So, and they're all very good. Metro's best division in the NHL, no doubt, bar none, no doubt. I think it's going to be interesting to see, though, because, Steve, talk to me, kid. We know Barkley Goodrow won that cup on the third line. Automatically, I don't even just think that the Tarasenko trade is huge for the top line right wing position. I think it's big because of where it puts everyone else. The kids click together, and that's been established. Now they'll play together. Barkley Goodrow, yes, he's good on your third line. Yes, I think he's a great utility skater, does all the right things, kind of like that Brian Boyle type uh, of the of days past, but he's a different skill set. I think what's better is that, like, he's on your fourth line now. He's playing against teams' fourth line that don't have a player like him. He's not on the second line where you're like, yeah, he's doing really well, but, like, it's a little bit of a mismatch to have Panarin, who's getting paid 11 mil to be a playmaker, on his line. Now it's like, we got Vlad up top. Put Goodrow, put BC, Julian Gauthier, like, give him another shot. I love him. They're in your bottom six, and you don't you don't have to worry about that anymore. You don't have to worry about Jimmy VC on line one and Goodrow on line two. And, like, why is this going on, you know? Now you have the kid line. I think you really solidified, like, where Kreider's at with Trocheck, I think they're playing well together too. They're starting to develop some chemistry. Things are looking up. And I don't think it's just because of the one plugging the right wing hole. I think it like gives it automatically gives the team more depth. Yeah. I listen, Chavs, I can agree with you more. I mean, that kid line, it's not going anywhere. So no doubt I think you gotta match Trocheck with either VZ or Goudreau with Kreider on that third line. Um, I think that's probably your safest bet. It'll give you the most stability from here on out. Again, it's you mix and match and see what flies and what doesn't fly, but it's gonna be a fun, it's gonna be a fun week, especially a fun two nights going against the cracker tonight and then tomorrow night 
the Carolina Hurricanes. Next week, we're going to have a lot, a lot to break down, Chives. I couldn't be more excited. I'm still processing this. I was not expecting this today. And it just makes you think. Islanders went out and got Bo Harvat. We can just go out and get Tarasenko. Who's next? Yeah, I would say if I'm gonna if I'm gonna keep it a buck, because I don't I don't love to rain on. I like to stay in my own lane. But you gotta think New Jersey's now pushing hard for Kane or Meyer. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably another Metro team, but I would say they're probably the team to go for them. But listen, we'll see what happens. Today, if you told me today I'd be waking up and wearing my Tarasenko jersey that I got as a, a freshman in high school, you know, years ago, I'd probably be like, yeah, you're kidding. And now I'm a I'm a guy. When Panarin's was playing for Columbus and they swept Tampa, I was like, oh, my gosh, imagine the Rangers get him in the offseason. They got him. Then I was like watching World Juniors 2019. I was like, oh, my gosh, imagine they get Lafreniere. Like, there's no way, but imagine they got him. Tom Wilson incident, I was like, man, if we have Ryan Reeves right now, this isn't a problem. We went and got him. He changed the culture of the team. Now we're at a point where, again, the Chives, I guess it's not a curse, the Chives luck. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is my guy. He's my favorite player ever. He's a Ranger today, baby. So win for me personally, win for the team right now. 2023 postseason, here we come, Steve-O. What do you think? trajectory rise this puts the rangers at like do you think this puts them like eyes for that top of the top of the division no i don't i think that top spot is going to be carolina unfortunately Mm -hmm. i don't think anyone's catching them uh oh carolina oh carolina not even the devils i don't even think i don't even think the devils will catch carolina i mean listen anything can happen um, but right now, I just think that Carolina is just too far. Times they only have nine losses. Carolina, they're not even it's double digit losses. They turned it up in December. They really did. Remember the de- the Devils had a good fifteen points ahead of Carolina during that win streak. But yeah, again, yeah that thirteen win streak, right? You can't you can't sleep this team out. I mean, Sebastian Ajo's having a hell of a year, you know, compared to the season he had last year. Um. But the Rangers are gonna be up there for sure, hundred percent. You know, I even, I'll even think that they are they're a better team than Pittsburgh right now. They're playing. I think Rangers again. Um, knock on wood. Like I'm not saying anything is hundred percent certain, but they're playing better than Pittsburgh. They're playing better than Washington, and they have ground on both of these teams. Um, I think the team to catch for the Rangers will be the Devils. I think that's more yeah, and that's right now the trajectory is that they would play in the postseason if it started today. Oh my god! I don't know if my heart. We got some that. time. We got some time. We're not ready for that. We're not we talking about time. that yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, Chives, I still can't believe this. I mean, this is just insane. For I mean, nothing I'd rather be covering for an emergency episode. I mean, this is just great. Listen, Stevo, Vladimir Tarasenko. He's on Broadway. We'll see him in action. Don in 91, jersey stitched already for the New York Rangers. And that's really all. I mean, that's more than what we could ask for. So very pleasant surprise. Glad we could get the emergency podcast in. Listen, I love this team so much. I could talk about it tomorrow. I could wake up tomorrow morning. Steve and I will probably be like, you know, we got to talk more about this. So (laughs) uh, hopefully more content to come this week. I love that. 
I love that we're now in the New York Rangers podcast mode and we saw the game of the year and now Tarasenko is a New York Ranger. I mean, what a better time to shift to an all Rangers podcast and keep up with everything. Follow us on our socials. We've been keeping up. We broke the news early today about Tarasenko. Subscribe to us. You'll get these podcasts in your email. Go on Spotify and Apple Music and follow us there because we're going to be pumping out so much more content as the season goes on and into the postseason. Steve, what a pleasure to talk to you about this. I mean, what a time to be a New York Rangers fan. What a time it is. What a time for Puck Talk to be talking all Rangers. I'll say this before we wrap it up, Chives. Boy, is it going to be interesting when the Rangers play the Blues later on towards the end of the season. That's going to be really interesting. Thanks for listening, everyone. And always remember, it's just the luck of the Puck.